0: Welcome to another episode of What's the Friend One One. What's the friend one one? What's the friend one What's the friend one one? 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 What's the friend one, one?
1: The friend one, one, the one, one
0: I'm delighted to have joining me in conversation for this episode one of the most calm and collected individuals I know on this planet. Our friendship began in 2003 and since then he's become my best friend and the person in my life who has truly helped me to accept myself. We forged a friendship through our love for music, West African culture and books. I never need Google or Dictionary whenever he's around, he enriches my worldview, his hugs offer the best solace next to chocolate and he's probably paid me the most compliments that I've received in my life to date. He calls me his identical opposite I call him my male bestie, my dear friend and husband, Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello,
1: hello. Oh, that was very charming. <laughs>
0: um, so thank you, first of all, for um, coming on What's a Friend? One One. I'm really grateful for your time. My pleasure. Um, so just if you can sum up in a few words, are you having a good week so
1: far? Yes, yeah, I've had a, well, this week I started by having my COVID-19 Vaccination, which I was very delighted to have. And it just gave me a one rough night and then the next day was a bit of a write-off. But yeah, that's as bad as it got for me. So yeah, so I'm thrilled really that I've managed to do that this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, yeah, you, you sort of had one day of feeling a little bit groggy, but yeah, that was the worst of it really. And you came out the other end um, yeah. and able to, to, to do this with me. So that's great. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to have a conversation about friendship. um, And we're going to touch on some subjects in relation to that. Um, So I'm going to throw some questions out there for us to sort of um, just explore. But um, before we do that, um, let's give a little background on our friendship. So can you remember when we met, uh, when and where we met for the first time?
1: Yes, it was 2003. And, uh, It was, we'd made a rendezvous at a location in East London. And um, so I knew what you were going to look like. Um, And so I was watching out for a girl with a guitar on her back. (laughs) And after waiting a while, a girl with a guitar on her back approached and I saw you and I thought, oh, I hope it's her. And and it was.
0: Yeah, I, I remember speaking to you um, on the phone that that day, um, that morning, and um, and you said, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm here, and um, I'm I'm sitting on a bench, and like, I'm, I have a dark top and pale trousers, and uh, yeah." So I marked you out immediately when I when I came around the corner and saw you and just saw you waving from a distance. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was when we first met. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. All right, well. Um, in relation to our sort of early beginnings um early friendship i I want to quote something from c. s Lewis here on on friendship. He says, friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, "What you two I thought I was the only one mm-hmm. When I saw that quote, it made me think of a wow moment that we had mm-hmm. when we recognize." something that we were able to do that we thought that nobody else could do as well do you remember (laughs) remember what that was I think so yeah where it was like oh I thought I was the only one that could do that do you remember yeah what was that
1: yeah well we were in a restaurant as I remember and um and we were talking about you know tricks that we could do or something I said look I can do this I bet and I've never met anyone else that could and I can I can twitch one of my eyes in a certain way my Bottom eyelid, whatever that's called.
0: Yeah, actually, it's called, um, I looked into this, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, orbicular, orbicularis oculi. Okay. Eyelid muscles, that's that's what they're called. And they're made up of, like, three other distinctive parts, which I won't even dare to go into, yeah. but apparently it's called the orbicularis oculi. <laughs> Just um, a bit of throwing some fact out there.
1: Okay, well, one of them. And I, yeah. can, I, can, I can twitch it, the right one, so... I was I was proudly showing you this, and then, <laughs> and then and then and then you were you were very taken by that and kind of yeah just very kind of stunned and I thought oh wow this has really been a, a great unique trick <laughs> <Yeah>. and then
0: <laughs> you thought you really amazed me didn't yeah. you yeah. thought well, I'm going to get out my party trick and yeah. I'm going to kind of try and impress her and then what happened <laughs> and then and then you did it back. it was so funny I'd never met anyone else that could twitch their their lower eyelid yeah in that way we can actually and it's the same right eye isn't it and we can move it from right to left we can twitch it that is yeah from right to left yeah yeah and it was just hilarious and and there you thought wow yeah I've really impressed this girl with with this party trick of mine and I could do the same thing
1: yeah what did I find (laughs) that she was a match for me straight away (laughs) And that has happened many, many times.
0: <laughs> that 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 stage of our sort of, um, sorry, that stage of our friendship, I I, I call our
1: fraughtship. <laughs> it was kind of friendship and courtship, <laughs> <laughs> and it was fraught at times too. <laughs> exactly, that's
0: really good. Um. So I'm I'm gonna at this stage I'm going to highlight the exact length of our friendship, Mm -hmm. and as I mentioned in the introduction, we went way back in 2003. So that makes it 18 years. That marks 18 years of our friendship. In fact, yeah, 18 years. So here are some other things that have been around for that length of time too. Mm -hmm. Apple's iTunes um, music store is 18 years old, launching in 2003. Wow! Did you believe that? Yeah. The London Congestion Charge came into operation 18 years ago.
1: Yes, <laughs> so that's that was been a, around
0: as long as us. A close well, companion
1: a of ours in the early days as well. It
0: was, wasn't it? <laughs> and the Pixar classic, Finding Nemo, is 18 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. Do you remember? Just uh, keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep <laughs> swimming. And uh, I just have some lovely memories of us watching that with our, of our son when he was a tiny tot. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, and We watched it probably about twenty times, I think. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that's that. That really got us into Pixar, didn't it? That's mm-hmm. the thing that really got us into Pixar, watching uh, Finding Nemo. Um, and just one more for you, actually. This is this is a bit of a nerdy audio engineering one, just for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Digi Design released Digi 2 back in two thousand and three, so Digi 2 is eighteen years old as well. Really? Well, do, you, do you still have a Digi002?
1: No, no, I sold it at one time, but, you know, I must admit it was a close-run thing between you and Digi002 yeah, um, remember, for a while.
0: I remember, I remember.
1: <laughs> um, just just, um, just for the purpose of
0: people listening, um, in 10 words, okay, only, <laughs> um, what, what's Digi002? Can you sum up what a Digi, Digi002 is?
1: Yeah, it's an audio interface that works with Pro Tools, recording software. And at the time, Pro Tools would only allow their own hardware to work with their software. So you had to keep buying a new interface every so often when you upgraded your Pro Tools. So that was the one at the time, 002. Yeah. Um, and I never got a 003. I think I switched after that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Lovely. I'm, I'm glad, <laughs> glad you summed it up in a few words because I know you would have gotten carried away if I if I allowed you to. <laughs> Okay so are you ready to delve into the first question mm-hmm. um, okay so this one is just a a basic default question i'm I'm asking everybody um, to start with which is how would you define friendship
1: Friendship is a a connection with someone that you possibly might not be able to explain or understand at, at the beginning um, and it's just something that can transcend all kinds of barriers and and backgrounds and it's a feeling of connection with someone that kind of turns into loyalty at some point as Mm -hmm. well probably not long afterwards as well um and then you feel a sense of loyalty that again might help you um overcome all kinds of differences and, and, and events that occur along the way yeah and uh yeah and then a friendship is something that has longevity as well yeah it's something that's around that's around for a long time it's something that you share for a long time
0: yeah yeah oh lovely I like that thank you <laughs> <laughs> so on that basis then what, what's the longest standing friendship you've had and can you say a little bit about it you mentioned the word loyalty so um yeah on the strength of that what what's the longest standing friendship you've had and and can you say a little bit about it?
1: I'm not sure about the single most long standing one, but um, I've got some chums from school days. And one of the, but the one that springs to mind is a friendship I have with somebody from West Africa, which I first went to in 1990. Mm -hmm. Just within um, a few weeks of arriving in in Dakar, and I was still very much finding my feet, I came across this chap and I remember writing in my diary that day on here's someone that really seems to know how to get things done. And that's proven to be so true (laughs) over the years that have followed, you know, that's what, 30 years or something now. Wow. That's
0: long.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've just, you know, this was a long time before the term bromance was invented. (laughs) You know, we just had this very, very strong connection and, um, yeah, yeah, we just got on like a house on fire, and and um, shared some references in in music for one thing, and he'd spent a bit of time um, living in England, and um, yeah, so yeah, we hit it off in in no time, and then just began to pile on lots of references of our own and in jokes and catchphrases and and so on. You know, even though we were Very different as well. He's from a Muslim culture. I'm from a Christian culture. And, uh, yeah, so there were plenty of things that uh, we had to teach each other about our different backgrounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I I know who who you're referring to, which friend you're referring to, and um and it's true those those in jokes that you're talking about have have still stood the test of time, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, even till today, you know, thirty years later, you know, there's there's still a bromance. I, I I know that, you know, I sense a bromance still between you, and that hasn't faded, has it? Over time, um those in jokes, the bromance, that's that's lasted for those thirty yeah. years, even if it's only via email. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's taken me
1: by surprise.
0: Yeah. So how, how do you think um, you've been able to sustain that friendship for that length of time then, how, how you've both been able to do that?
1: Well, ironically, it's not necessarily through regular contact because I don't know if it's just a bloke thing, but I'm not always the best at kind of keeping up regularly with the people who I think of as my friends, mm. and, uh, and nor is he. But, you know every now and again we get to have a bit of a a catch up and um and then for a, a long 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 time um i swore that i promised that i'd go back to senegal and we get to spend some more time and it took yeah it took about 10 years or so um until i could actually kind of move back there for any length of time and eventually it wasn't just me, they did it. It was us that did it and, yeah, yeah. and our three kids as well by then. yeah, yeah, And uh, yeah, and we went and we went to stay for one year and he'd always said, you know, look, I've built some flats next to my house and just let me know when you're ready to move in. <laughs> and it was a good joke, but at the same time, I knew that he meant it. So the time came when we were able to say, uh, right, we're ready to take you up on your offer. You know, what yeah. needs to be arranged? And he just said, no, nothing, just come, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we moved in next door. The idea was to stay for a year and we ended up staying in Dakar for five years. So, yeah. So, given the time that you spent out there,
0: um, were you able to add um, more to the friendship? Were you able to add an extra layer to it? Did it further cement your friendship as well? Or did it just sort of, it was just sort of a continuum, really?
1: It was different this time around because 10 years had gone by and even though we had seen each other in the meantime because he'd been the best man at our wedding, for example. Yeah, yeah, we were different by then in terms of both being family men and having other commitments as well, our wives, our kids. And, I mean, in his case, um, a whole network of people that he supports as well Mm. in his extended family. Yeah. And, um, and that, in the meantime, had come to be one of the most prominent things about his life. So, yeah, he works very hard, which is part of Islam, is that you work very, very hard. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he was highly committed to supporting his extended family. Yeah. And I was highly committed to carving out a little niche for my own small family, yeah yeah, <laughs> there, and so, yeah, yeah, you know we got to kind of have a different sort of rapport mm-hmm. as family men, and we live next door, so it was great just to be able to go and knock next door, yeah in the evenings and spend a bit of time just watching the news and commenting on things in the news or listening to old songs and sometimes going to gigs, and um yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, we weren't quite as crazy as we were in our in our twenties and our student yeah. days, but you know, it's only right that those times should have passed and something else should have emerged in its place Yeah. in a yeah. different time of life. Yeah. yeah, And um, yeah, you know, I'll still, I'll be grateful to him forever for the things that he made possible for us while we were there moving in mm. next door and mm. helping us to get set up and, and also having kind of business dealings as well. So he would pass me work. Yeah. At some, he would pass me work at appropriate times. And even though he was much more connected than I was on the scene of translating and interpreting jobs, I every now and again would manage to put something his way to. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, in, in mentioning, um, senegal and you you living out in living in senegal um in fact you've traveled a fair bit around the globe and you've learned how to operate in three different languages at different times so the next question i have for you is what is it like navigating friendships through different languages
1: Mm, mm, yeah that's an interesting one yeah um, i'm not as easy i Mm. think i'd have to say Mm. straight away because uh, i mean at least my humour is very language based, and it's kind of wordplay based, and yeah. and I can remember trying trying out kind of linguistic gags in French and Spanish, and <laughs> and them just not coming off. So going
0: whoosh right just over their heads, <laughs> yeah.
1: Just getting corrected instead when yeah. I was when I was trying to be playful. Yeah. For, <laughs> for example. Um, but, you know, all the same, all the same, you can still make connections with people that just transcend language as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, you and, can. Uh, yeah. It's a basic human thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Connection. Yeah.
1: I can remember forming some very good reports with people in in Spain when I lived there and then in Colombia when I lived there. You know, all kind of based in Spanish and not people I'm necessarily too much in touch with now, but mm. yeah, you know we still managed to form some really strong rapports again based yeah. on uh, music or cycling or yeah. or other interests like that
0: mm. yeah I, I mean i've I've lived abroad as well and and I've had to navigate in one or two different languages as well and I wanted to ask you this question because um, you know I, I I think one of my struggles was just especially when you don't have such a strong command of of a language is trying to get your your true personality across yeah and your sense of humor and i'm not saying i'm the most funniest person in the world but i do like telling jokes sometimes and being funny and and i remember that was so hard to get across and even like some of my most profound opinions and thoughts i couldn't always share them mm-hmm. and um and those friends and the people i met out there uh, as much as they were lovely and and kind towards me they 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 couldn't help sort of treat me like I was a little bit simple Mm -hmm. at times, (laughs) which, and thankfully, because I, you know, at that stage of my life, I had enough self-confidence, you know, I I didn't Mm -hmm. mind too much and I wasn't put off by it, but it was a bit of a struggle, really. Mm. Do you you relate to that struggle? Just kind of being treated, you know, just like they really take you at face value and there's this whole other aspect to you that's just you know not able to surface because of you Mm -hmm. know just sort of language skill issues or you know lack of language skills um yeah so you do you relate to
1: that oh yeah especially (laughs) living in madrid i remember just people just treating me like a kid you know yeah even though we were the same age you know yeah it's exactly that they would treat me like i was like i was simple which has not been helped by the fact that my name is simon (laughs)
0: of course (laughs) i didn't put those two things together
1: (laughs) yeah so for example when i lived in colombia people would often burst out laughing when i answered to my name (laughs) because in in colombia the way that you say the way that you respond to a statement if you want to say well that's completely obvious or what do you think, you idiot, or anything like that? You just <laughs> <Yeah>. say, Simon. <laughs> you know, it's like simple Simon. But, yeah. You know, so if somebody said to you, uh, so, uh, for example, you know, are uh, you looking forward to the end of the lockdown? Yeah. For example, people yeah. are saying, Simon. You know, <laughs> what do you think, yeah. uh, you idiot? You know?
0: Yeah, well, that's obvious.
1: So yeah. I'd hear that, you know, I hear that a lot. I'd just hear my name, Simon, and I go, yeah, see, si? see. Si?
0: Yeah. And then people oh, laughed sorry, like, you know, you. sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So that didn't help my cause. Yeah. <laughs> and it is just the language that does that. You know, yeah. I've seen this in reverse as well. Yeah. When we see. were in Dakar a couple of years ago and I was giving some language courses to some pharmacists, you know, yeah. all very high professional standing in that society mm. Um. with different levels of. Of English, and you know, I remember one of them just kind of muttering to himself one day, you know, in French. Ah, we're just like boys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure he found that frustrating that he was used to having all of this kind of standing and prestige as a pharmacist, which is yeah. in Senegal is nearly the same as being a doctor. Yeah, absolutely. So you're not. It's not like you're just a retailer in boots or something like here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he struggled with with that change in his self-perception because of the language. And I definitely experienced that living abroad.
0: Yeah. 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 Good. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next question. Um, You've had a good gender mix of friends over the years. Are there specific boundaries that you have felt necessary to have in place with female friends in a way that you wouldn't with male friends?
1: Uh, when I moved to Bristol in the early 90s, then um, I moved into a house with two or three other girls, I think at the time. And um, that didn't trouble me whatsoever in terms mm. of, you know, how I was going to relate to them and, and deal with them. I'm not the most alpha male kind of person anyway. so well, I felt- You have
0: a great rapport with, with females anyway, don't you? Yeah, On a friendship level, I mean, you have a really
1: good Yeah, you know, I'm not interested in in flirting with females, but at at the same time I'd say that I'm quite in touch with my feminine side. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call myself a feminist because I think no bloke can ever really, truly understand, in a way, how much harder life is for for women just on a day-to-day basis. So I wouldn't boast about being a feminist, but... At the same time, I did find it easy to relate to women, and and um, I don't know if it was just a thing of the time back then in Bristol in the nineties, but but my female friends were all quite kind of feminist themselves, and yeah. and I would certainly went along with the approach that there was almost nothing that a woman couldn't do that mm. a man could do. So mm. I, I was I wasn't very interested in kind of. Gender roles being very demarcated. Yeah, I think most of human experiences is equally shared between the sexes. So yeah, I I found it quite easy to have friendships with women. Yeah, that were just purely platonic.
0: Yes, yeah, but there weren't. Were there any sort of special boundaries? And I'm just talking about on a friendship level that you that you felt were necessary. Were there some do's and don'ts, or did it did it just not really feel like? um, it was very much difference, really. That the the same that boundaries apply, you know, for both sexes. It doesn't doesn't really matter. Gender doesn't really come into it. Would you say?
1: No, it didn't really come into it. You know, I didn't really feel that it was necessary. Like we didn't have any house rules about, you know, mm. don't come into my room, don't go into yeah. that room. You know, yeah. it's just it's just kind of natural respect yeah. went on, and you know, Com- we all common sense, common sense, yeah. we all kept to ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. You Know I didn't go into the that household thinking, oh gosh, I'm gonna be so tempted here. How am I gonna manage or anything? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't wasn't tempted, you know, they weren't yeah. they weren't my type. Yeah. And uh yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, lovely. All right. Um let's move on to the next question then, which is um, how would you compare friendship in a marriage to platonic ones?
1: I would say that friendship I would say that friendship has to be actually the foundation of marriage. Mm. It has to be the basis of marriage. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And the thing I enjoy most of all with you is actually just chatting. Yeah. <laughs> which which might surprise you because... Um,
0: <laughs> I always do more of. <laughs>
1: you, yeah, because yeah. uh, you tend to say more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the single most important thing is to be able to yeah, depends, s- sustain yeah. a conversation and yeah. find different things to be interested in and to yeah. find new things to become interested in Yeah. and compare notes. And
0: and share new things that we discover as well and, and bringing that to the conversation Yeah. Um, as well. Yeah. And I love, I, you know, for me, it's, Yeah, it just depends on, when you talk about chatting, it just depends on what you talk about. And we talk about probably everything and anything, don't we? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, I don't feel that we can only have certain conversations about certain topics. I I think we talk about everything and anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we take it to all levels as well in that, (laughs) don't we?
1: Yeah. I guess because we
0: have the time, because we live together, so
1: it makes sense, but... (laughs) In that, of course, there are things that you're more interested in than than me and I'm more interested in than you. But, you know, we try and kind of give each other the time of day on those subjects as well.
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. We give each, we sort of give each other a chance to explore, explore those things with with each other as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was was thinking, I was thinking about this when I was thinking about this question for you, because. I think um one of the things I would say uh in relation to comparing you know friendship and a marriage, and I love what you said about you know friendship is the foundation and of should be the foundation of marriage, and it certainly has been the foundation for us hasn't it? you know we were friends, we became friends, we developed that friendship before we moved on to the whole sort of um marriage level mm-hmm. <laughs> of our relationship and um and I think that you end up it's funny in a marriage as friends, you end up probably wearing more hats in that friendship than you do Mm -hmm. with any other. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about the fact that especially over time, um, as our friendship has really deepened and marriage with – sorry, as our friendship has really deepened um, and we've grown more and more close, uh, especially over the years, is is that you kind of have – what I have with you is something I don't really have – with anyone else which is that you're kind of you're so many things to me in that friendship so mm. you're you're kind of you're my brother and you're sort of my mum and my dad as well at times <laughs> <laughs> um, my mum and dad are still here and I love them to bits but you know you sort of you sort of are all of those things which is which is kind of a lot to put on somebody really you know mm. and I've and I've had to I've had to make sure that um, that I don't I don't place all those labels on you but I'm just talking about through just through the activity of our friendship um, over the years, you know you've you've become so many things mm-hmm. in a way that you know. Um, with my other friends, you know they're just my friends, or they're like a sister or a brother. But you've you've been so many things within that. Mm-hmm. Can can you relate to that in any way at all?
1: Well, there just there are so many things that only me and you know about each other now, and have mm-hmm. done together, and have been through, and. Sometimes I think, how on earth would I begin to explain this to anybody else? Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: same
1: here. Yeah, and at times the kids have said to us, you know, you, you two just seem to kind of share the same brain somehow, you know. <laughs> you, sort of, you, you finish each other's sentences yeah. or you only say half an idea and the other one gets it, yeah. you know. <laughs> And yeah. there are some in-jokes at play there as yeah. well. And, there? Some in jokes, you know, <laughs> and some in-jokes, you know, and some in-references. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as well as being my wife, in a way you are also my little sister in a certain way. Yeah. And on certain occasions as well. Yeah. And because I had two brothers, it was always a dream of mine to have kind of a little sister as well. Yeah. Um yeah, so because you're a few years younger than me, sometimes you feel like my little sister as well.
0: Yeah, and you feel like my big brother.
1: <laughs> and other times you feel yeah, you feel like somebody much older and wiser than me too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've had to I've taken I've taken so much of your wisdom and guidance on board. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've really shaped me, definitely, Yeah. over the years.
0: Yeah. Well, that's been a two-way thing, really, hasn't it, for for the both of us?
1: Yeah, Um, I'm sure it has been. You know, I'm sure just by the fact of living together and learning to make joint decisions that, yeah, we've Mm. just really shaped each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, that's great. Well, in fact, at this point, we're going to take a short break. Um join us back in part two. Okay.
1: What's the friend? One, 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 one,
0: one, one. So welcome back to part two. I'm still here with Simon. Hello, Simon.
1: Hello, still here? <laughs> Enjoying.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna move into a, a more sort of topic-related um discussion or conversation. Um and for this episode, we are exploring politics and friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start the conversation with a question, which is Do you think that people with completely different or opposing political views can forge honest and meaningful friendships?
1: Yes, definitely. And I learned this for myself when I was. I went to work, when I was at university, I spent six months working at a bank in Madrid. Yeah. And this was 1990 or something, only 15 years after the death of General Franco, who had been the, the right-wing dictator of, of Spain since 1939, I think. And so there were lots of old boys in this bank where I was working. <laughs> and to my surprise, I got on like a house on fire with this, Character, he was a real dyed in the wool franquista, yeah. Wow, and yeah, I was I was amazed that we just got on really well, and 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 we had loads of great banter and jokes. And and he would make fun of my dodgy Spanish pronunciation, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, and um, and so and I'd tease him about being a Franco supporter. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the catchphrase for Franco supporters after well after democracy arrived in Spain was um uh, they would say uh, with Franco we had it better, yeah. which in Spanish is um, con Franco más mejor is what they used to say. Yeah, so I'd repeat that to him as often as I could, you know, <laughs> when when things were going badly in the office or something like that, you know, we had such completely different views on you know he thought that. There should still be military service, and mm. you know, women's places, women's places in the home, and yeah, all this kind of stuff. And you know, and he would have regarded me as a little sort of, you know, lefty vegetarian that didn't know anything, <laughs> kind of thing. And you know, to my amazement, mm. we had a, we really enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, even given the age difference, and I thought to myself, hold on, I get I get on better. With this gentleman than I do with some of my, you know, student peers back from uni who are yeah. kind of more on a sort of political wavelength with me. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, actually, it's them that I find more bigoted and close minded. Yeah. Even though they're kind of, you know, on my side, on as, the they, as you yeah. might say. Yeah. So that, that was, was that I remember that being an eye opener. I thought, yeah. Oh, well, maybe there's more to life and friendship and interaction than. Pure political affiliation, if you like. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And then another example I like to cite is the friendship between now President Joe Biden Mm. and um, somebody from the Republican Party, John McCain. Yeah, they became friends. They met not long after the Vietnam War, kind Mm -hmm. of early seventies. Yeah. And um, and yet they became their families became friends. They were gone family picnics and holidays together. Mm. And yeah, and their families became really close, even though politically they were from opposite different parties. Yes, yeah. McCain ran against Obama um, and lost when it was Obama's first term. Mm. And Biden was his running mates. You know, they had every reason to be, you know, at, to be, you know, enemies really. Yeah, yeah. Because they represented such different things politically. Mm. And yet they managed to sustain this family friendship. Biden read the, eul- the eulogy at McCain's funeral. Yeah. McCain actually died of the same thing that Biden's son had died of, of, yeah. b- of brain cancer. Yeah. So over time they had all of these connections, you know, for better or for worse, in terms of the events that arrived in, in life. But yeah, somehow it, it all these things united them and, mm. and they were friends and, until the end, you know. Yeah. Biden's widow, sorry, McCain's widow actually backed Biden for the last presidential campaign wow. yeah. instead of Trump, even yeah. though Trump was from the same party the as same McCain, party. you know. Yeah. McCain was an old school, proper, decent Republican. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, their their friendship endured years. You know, at yeah. the highest level of of political um, antagonism. Yeah, what would you call it? You know, political um rivalry, rivalry. Rivalry, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. at yeah. the highest level of political rivalry. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally, I think that friendships can and should transcend party lines. They should. You yeah. know, absolutely. And I, and I, I think allowing friendships to be stifled or changed because of Politics is essentially allowing politicians to have a say in your in your life and your friendships, mm-hmm. um, and I think um, yeah, that's sort of giving politicians more more credit than they deserve. I don't know more importance maybe sorry than they than they deserve. So I think yeah.
1: I think so. You know, divisions, dichotomies come and go. So many dichotomies are yeah. false dichotomies as well. You yeah, know, they are like in America the Democrat Republican dichotomy, or here. Believe, remain, dichotomy regarding Brexit. You know, there is just so many more things that unite us than whatever happens to be the division of the day. You know, you know, four hundred years ago, it was was in this country. It was, you know, are you from, are you from the House of Lancaster, or are you from the House of York? You know, who cares about that that now these days?
0: It's lovely. All right. I'm going to ask you another question, which is, have you ever been tempted to compromise your political views for the sake of a friendship?
1: In life, one thing I've learned is that often I've learned more from being proved wrong than being Mm. proved right. Yeah. What's great about that is if you're just proved right, then all it does often is confirm your own conceits or your own prejudices. Mm And you don't have to take any you don't you don't have to take a harder look at yourself than that. And what's better about being proved wrong is that, um, yeah, it does make you you know challenge your own assumptions and and question your conceits and prejudices and learn something new. You know. Yeah. Yeah be taken somewhere where you didn't think you could go and discover a different angle normally, which is that it's not just a choice between A and B, you know. Mm, mm. There is a third way. Yeah. There is an alternative. Mrs. Thatcher liked to say um, back in her time, she liked her answer for many things was, Tina, Mm. there is no alternative. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And that that wasn't true most Mm, of the time, you know. mm. So it's very often... It's very often only when you're proved wrong that together with your with your person who you're disagreeing with, you know, you can mm. find a th- a third way together.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so in reverse to that then, um, have you ever had to rethink a friendship because of because of politics? Has it ever gotten to that point where you felt so strongly about um a political opinion or view on something that, yeah, you've had to rethink
1: friendship <laughs> um not not really because even even though I say it's been enlightening to meet people with a very different view you know I am a bit of a, a creature of habit and mm. naturally I will prefer people that aren't going to challenge me too much you know I do like to be forced to come out of my comfort zone a little yeah but you know i think as i'm getting older and and maybe wiser i don't look so much to political affiliation for identity really yeah, you know yeah
0: which I, is wise i think that's wise
1: <laughs> yeah i mean as i've got more interested in in faith especially i look more towards that really mm. i'd say yeah and and i try and put the dichotomy of the day Really uh, lower down the list of priorities because yeah. those things do come and go. Really,
0: yeah, yeah, they do. So would you would, would you invite somebody over for dinner then, knowing that they have opposing political opinions to your your own, opposite end of the scale, even
1: in fact? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would in principle. Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, if they if their approach to it was very Opinionated, or or bigoted, or just ignorant and and offensive, then yeah. then
0: yeah. So let's say they were they were they were that extreme in in their opposition to where you are or where you stand politically. Would that be would it be easy to to invite them over?
1: Um, <laughs> they might be asked to leave um, after the first course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'd, yeah, I don't know if I'd go as far as inviting that person for dinner. Yeah, because
0: um, I think that's something that people find difficult in this culture. Yeah. I think I think that they base, you know, their friendship sometimes on, you know, your political orientation, mm-hmm. and and some some there are some people I know who would find it um, it would make a or it would make an awkward time. Um, or an awkward conversation, let's say, at the dinner table if if somebody that they were inviting over had a different political stance to their own. So so they sort of avoid those social situations mm-hmm. and they avoid bringing that into their homes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I wanted to ask you that because I think culturally we, we, we sort of tread very carefully with politics, don't we, especially within our communities. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I certainly would not allow politics to get in the way of a good good meal myself, yeah. to be really honest with you. Yeah. I just think leave it off the table. You know, if it's gonna lead to heated debates or heated arguments or whatever, um, just leave it off the table and enjoy the food. You know, that's the way I yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be my approach. And I think and I know people who can have healthy debates over dinner. They can break bread, you know, over over politics, even if they do have somewhat different um political uh, views on things or political take on things and and they can do that they can do that in a in a healthy way and they can debate in a healthy way and i think that's great i, I don't i don't think i think that's great when you can do that and you meet people that you can do that yeah. with but i don't think it always works and if you if you know it, it's not going to work just leave it off the table Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> and know, enjoy the food. <laughs> yeah, you know, to be honest, we did actually spend a lot of time breaking bread in our last church with people with, yeah. with very, different very different political views. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, lots of them were US evangelicals. And it, in a way, it was a privilege to have the chance to get to know them and see what made them tick and to find that there was so much more to be had in common with them than... Uh, you know the the elephant in the room question. You know mm. where did you put your cross last time? Yeah. Was it next to Trump or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I, and chances are an awful lot of them did. But finding out why mm. was only only something that was educational and yeah. enlightening. You know. Yeah. And um, and that was really good. You know, I'm very fond of some of those people. But if I'd met them in a Facebook in a different context or something like <laughs> yeah. that, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, it would have been. Could easily have just been daggers drawn.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and and some of their worldview rubbed off and on me as well, and I took some of their views and perspectives on board too, and and that was good for me. Yeah, and um, but I remember even before I encountered them, I remember thinking that even though most people I know would be con- would be considered liberals or progressives. The problem with liberals is that they're tolerant of everything except for intolerance. Yeah. In, <laughs>
0: that's very by true. By their own enough. definition.
1: Actually, actually, that's very true. That's a good point. You know, so yeah. What they define as intolerance, mm. they are very intolerant of themselves. Yes, yeah. And and they can be quite passive aggressive about that actually. Yeah, you yeah. know, they can be quite exclusive um yeah I
0: have seen that in action actually yeah yeah
1: you've seen it too yeah. yeah yeah and you know and that's not something that has I've always found very appealing about people with those kind of leanings even mm. though I might identify with a lot of that myself you know yeah. I don't like to see how they will exclude people or how they will be prejudiced in their own way mm, mm. against people that have different views to them you know yeah
0: yeah. Well, everyone's kind of everyone's, can, you know, everyone can be prejudiced in different ways, can't they? Yeah. Um, no matter how open-minded or liberal you may seem to
1: be, <laughs> yeah. we will have prejudices, mm. don't we? But with one more, form or another. But with kind of like with, but with right-leaning people, mm. their prejudices and biases are kind of clearer. Yeah. Somehow yeah, I think they, they're more they obvious, seem to wear them they? on their sleeve. Often yeah. they're coming from a place of white privilege, and so. They just wear it on their chest because, you know, they are part of the the, the, the predominating worldview. Mm. And so that's their, what's the word? That's just their prerogative in the way they feel mm, mm. is to tell it like it is from their point of view. And, yeah. you know, more left wing leaning people. They might not be so upfront, but they still have prejudices of their own, oh, yeah. without any yeah. doubt.
0: Yes, they just don't wear it on their sleeves in the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. Lovely. That's been nice having a conversation about that with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the, thanks for sharing all of that. Um, that this takes us into an activity that I have, and so. Um, with each episode, I like to have an activity at the end to help sort of close the conversation and mm-hmm. close the session. And so I have one for you yeah. that um, we're going to do today, We're going to do together. Um, so um, as you're, you're a bit of a polyglot, um, I chose this activity especially for you. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out some friendship idioms in four different languages. Uh, I'm not going to say what they are. I'm just going to read them out. Um, You've not only got to translate them, but you need to tell me the English idiom equivalent. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to warn you, I'm most likely going to get the pronunciations wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) um, And I got these from a particular source. So I'm not sure how authentic or accurate these translations are, but that's part of the fun, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, Okay. First one. you ready?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Let's see. Um, C'est dans le besoin que l'on reconnaisse ses amis.
1: C'est dans le besoin qu'on reconnaisse ses amis. Oui. OK. OK, I think I've got it. A friend in need is a friend indeed.
0: Absolutely lovely Uh, is that right in what language what language was that in
1: French okay
0: I know it's obvious but I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna just kind of do that for the sake of it um yeah and what what, what would you say what's the direct translation of that so you're right you've got the the idiom right the the English um, the English idiom equivalent right yeah um but what's the direct translation
1: it would be it's only in need that you recognize your friends
0: yeah good yeah
1: okay Yeah, Anna, can I add something else to that? Yeah, yes, please. Another yeah. observation on friendship that, that reminds me of from a song called The Fly by u Yeah. And it says, it's no secret that a friend is someone that lets you help.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of equivalent to the yeah to so the idiom as well in uh, that uh, sense. but in the
1: way it's kind of the, the opposite way around because yeah a is. friend is also someone that lets Th- you that help lets them. you help not just um someone that's in need yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah i like that yeah, yeah. you don't
1: necessarily need to be in need to be yeah. the person that's being shown that you're the friend
0: yeah it works the other way as well mm. yeah yeah i like that all right you ready for the next one yeah let's see how i'm going to do this oh my goodness okay <laughs> um Como guisantes en una vaina. Not bad. Not I could bad.
1: be saying anything here. That's good. <laughs> what's wow. the idiom, first of all? The idiom in English is like peas in a pod.
0: Oh, lovely. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. So, um, and what language? Spanish. Spanish. And um, what's the direct translation? I think it's quite similar to English.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, it's yeah. It is um, yeah, like peas, gisantes, we, yeah. and oui. una vaina. Ba- is it? We oui, vaina. A vaina. Okay. Yeah. A pod. I'm just guessing. A pod. Yeah. That it's, from it's, the context.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I saw the The du- sorry. The direct translation for vaina, and I might be completely wrong. And I, and I and this is down to the source that I've used. Um, is meant to be a sheath or something, which a I think sheath, could be. How's it yeah, spelled? Um, V A I N A. Oh, so, okay. like pods in a in a sheath, really I think is what is what the direct translation is. Oh, that's interesting. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not uh, a linguist. That's linguist. interesting. <laughs> a linguistic
1: expert in that. But yeah, is that what it means? Because in Colombia they use that word all the time. Which one? Vaina. Vaina.
0: Ah, oh, do they? But
1: they use it. They use it. It's. It can. It can be um, uh, a bit rude, actually. Oh they, dear. They use it to mean like you know. Like any old thing, they use it just to mean thing, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of when you're being a bit offhand or even disrespectful. Yeah. About so was
0: that the right word? I, yeah. I won't be offending anybody by. No, no, no. It no. is clean. I'm sure, that's, is I'm, it sure, clean? <laughs> I'm sure that's
1: the proper context.
0: Okay, but, but it is clean though. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> anyone,
1: anyone listening in Colombia might just be laughing because it's it's a bit irreverent, you know? <laughs> so, you know. Like if you say, for example, holy qué baina, you know. Oh, What really? a thing, but what it's thing. like, you know, ah. what a cock-up or that sort really? of thing. Yeah.
0: So like two like two peas in a thing could be like that. So... <laughs> 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 wow. I wonder oh. how they got
1: from pod to...
0: Well, I, like I said, this is based on the source that I've used. So I don't know how authentically accurate everything yeah. is, but I think that's kind of somewhere along the There were so many variations, actually. So yeah. I just had to rely on one source. So whether that source is is um reliable or not um I, I, you know i don't know <laughs> no. um funny okay all right next one yeah oh goodness this one uh, right
1: um okay gleich und gleich
0: geselt sich gehen oh one more time gleich und gleich geselt sich gehen geselt sich gehen and again, this was the one I had trouble with as far as translation. So, yeah. I might this may not be an accurate translation at all. Yeah. But let's just go with it. <laughs> gleich, gleich, or gleich, or gleich. Gleich. C H. Yeah. Okay. Gleich und gleich gesellt sich Gern. Again. What's the
1: last word? Sich. It's
0: spelled G E R N.
1: Gern. 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 Is it gern? Gleich und gleich gesellt sich gern.
0: Yes, that sounds right.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. What's the idiom? I might be able to work it out. Gleich, gleich can mean, gleich is kind of imminently. Oh, really? In in German, yes, That's a very profound
0: uh, translation to what I thought it was. (laughs) Yeah, people use it,
1: it it means soon, but people use it to mean kind of right now as well sometimes oh
0: goodness okay so i may have got this completely like something again
1: again is gladly
0: oh okay
1: um and sich sich is it's to oneself or to itself oh really so i'm gonna make a guess at slowly slowly catchy monkey
0: no it's not and um yeah i just i think Go on. Again, this this the translation for this it was so varied, so I just went with one that I thought would work. But the direct translation, from what I could make of it, was that it's supposed to mean like and like stick together. Oh, but my German is is, really? not, is absolutely zero. So, yeah. oh, okay. Gosh. So, so I just thought glycan like meant like, like and like stick together. And okay, on that basis, we're going to come back to that. But on that basis, what what do you think? The, the idiom is the, the, in, in English
1: what's the equivalent that would then be birds of a feather stick together
0: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so I struggled with this one I'm afraid <laughs> um but so what would you say then in reference to the translation not a good one not an
1: accurate one oh no no I'm I'm sure it's fine but yeah, yeah I, I hadn't heard of that way of using gleich yeah well, uh, Gleich be... can be equal as well, that's what it is. Yeah, equal e- yeah, and equal. Is equal. Yeah, gleich is equal, yeah, as well sometimes.
0: That so could be. I don't know if that's an actual translation that they would use, that a yeah. German, a native German would use, but yeah um but those words are supposed to sum up. That kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, my German's a bit rusty. I'm afraid I haven't, made, <laughs> haven't maintained it very much since about 1989. Wow!
0: But you, you can converse well in German. I've heard. I've heard you conversate with friends of ours. I, I can. With, uh, have a I, I can understand quite a lot.
1: Yeah, your comprehension is yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. Then um, yeah. let's see if I can do this one. Uh, Almico del Seno. Almico del
1: Seno. Al mico del seno. Okay. Assuming from your intonation that it's Italian. It's Italian. Al mico del seno. So senno is, if it's like Spanish, then that's breast or Ooh, chest. good one. Del is of. Yeah. Um, al mico, al is to the. And mico is... Mm, I'm not sure what "mico" would be. Mm, think to, of something
0: similar in f- Spanish that sounds a bit like that.
1: Um, "Mico" in g- what? given that we're talking about friendship—that's yes, <laughs> your clue. Okay, okay. You got "mío" in Spanish, to me or mine. Um, ah, okay. I know. Okay, Um uh, mico del seno." Oh, yeah. Amigo, maybe. No. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, <you're> cool there. <laughs> yeah. So that would be a bosom buddy.
0: Yay! Yeah, I struggled with this translation as well because there was another word. Not seno. It meant it meant which meant sort of more like like a, a friend or a buddy. Mm. But um, or something like that, yeah. So Seno is kind of like bosom. You're right. So yeah, that's 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 the English equivalent, which is bosom buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow, you got them pretty well. I think my German failed you a little bit there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like I said, I have no. My 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 German is non-existent. Apart from guten Tag, that's probably as much as I know. And 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 um, bread and water, probably words for those. <laughs> <is, but laughs> um so yeah well done you did well with that oh thank you oh great all right well that wraps up um our session actually um time has flown time has flown by it's very quick and you're always kind of straight to the point so i feel like this has been really easy (laughs) in a way um being, being the the male that you are and the simon that you are you're always really just straight to the point and i love how you express yourself um with with a few words but you're just always so meaningful you always get across your point but you're never flowery in the way that I can be <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. beat around the bush so I've always loved the way that you're able to do that um and uh yeah you know our friendship is one that I absolutely treasure and love and um I, I've loved how we've grown as friends and I I look forward to many more years growing with you um and yeah like I said in the introduction you have been probably one of the main people on my in my life to to help me accept myself actually um, so there are just so many rewards from 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 being friends and from our friendship that I've been able to enjoy sometimes even take for granted um, so thank you dearis mm. male bestie um, mm. friend <laughs> identical opposite <laughs> for, you,
1: for you a thousand times. <laughs> Remember where we saw that line in a book about a great friendship? I do,
0: yeah. It was an amazing friendship. Actually, that line brought a tear to my eye when I read that book. It was from I don't know if we're allowed to say, but I'll just say for the record, um, it was from The Kite Runner. Yeah. And just that those just that line alone actually brought a tear to my eye when I read that. Yeah, I thought what an amazing friendship. It was a symbol of such a loyal and um, solid uh, friendship between these two characters and um yeah it, it certainly brought a to my eye when i read that it was great yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so thank you and um much love mm. and uh, enjoy i'm gonna enjoy continue doing friendship with you yeah and uh, have a good week
1: yes yeah. thank you bye
0: okay. bye bye thank you for listening join us again for another episode of what's the friend one one What's the Friend 1 1 is a thirsty worker production. Produced by Amy Fahl. Music by Amy Fahl and Simon Sleeth. What's
1: the Friend 1 1 1, one, one.